Welcome to Post Game with Paul Golden, a sports and faith podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly. Thanks for joining us. Today's guest is a minority owner of the most iconic sports franchise of all time, the New York Yankees. Bill Rose, a limited partner of the Yankees, shares his special connection to the boss, George Steinbrenner, and his childhood hero, Bobby Richardson. Despite incredible success in the world's eyes, Bill describes his addiction to cocaine, women, and work, and how it nearly ruined his marriage. You'll be encouraged by Bill's authenticity and story of God's amazing grace in his life. Now, here's your host of the Post Game Podcast, Paul Golden. Hey, it's a great pleasure today to have uh, Bill Rose on the Post Game Podcast. Uh, Bill, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Paul. Glad to be here. Usually we have uh, Christian athletes or coaches somehow connected to uh, sports, professional or collegiate. But today we have a an owner, the minority owner, limited partner of, uh, I think, the, the world's most famous sports franchise, uh, the New York Yankees. So, Bill, what, what is your exactly your role with uh with the Yankees? Uh, I, I am a very limited partner. And um, it, it was once said that being a limited partner of the Yankees is extremely limited. And it's probably true, especially when, when George was the uh, majority owner. And, and um, but George was a great friend and I loved him dearly. We got along. Um, we went out for dinner three, four nights a week when he was in New York. And um, so, I don't really have much to do at all with running the team. I have nothing to do. I had a lot more to do back in the seventies. We got involved back in 76 and it was a much smaller operation than that it is now. What's a big misconception? Uh, The boss, George Steinbrenner is kind of larger than life. What would you say having known him, what's the biggest misconception about George Steinbrenner? If George thought you needed something or he liked you, he was just, he was a big teddy bear. I would give you this shirt off his back. He was very, he was a very tough boss and he demanded a lot, but he, he worked so hard. And I guess he figured that if he was going to work that hard, everyone working for him should work at least that hard. And um, he wanted to win desperately, he hated losing. And I think he belongs in the, in the hall of fame without question. I cannot argue with that. The boss, it's amazing what he did, bought, buy, buying the team back in what, early 70s. Now it's valued at, yeah. valued at $6 billion team, I think. is the, I think it's the highest valued franchise in the U.S., if not the world. It is. I think Forbes just said they were at $7 billion, but but who the heck knows? What, what were some of your favorite players at, uh, over the years? Not currently, but who are some of the players that you just, man – connected with or loved watching play? Well, I mean, I was really friendly back in the seventies with guys like uh, Fred Stanley and Brian Doyle, the sort of the lesser name guys. Um, uh, I was friendly with uh, John Wetland and Annie Pettit. Um, uh, And so, you know, those were the guys that I loved. Mattingly was a great guy. Um, And then of course my family became big Jeter fans. Um, so that, that, those were really the guys growing up when I lived in New York, um, I went to probably every home game, all 81. Um, and actually the first year that I went out with my 
soon-to-be wife, we were just dating. The first year we went out together, she went to 70 out of the 81 home games with me. She wanted the ring very badly. Well, she knew what she was getting into, marrying a limited partner of the Yankees. So that's incredible. Now, you have a unique, uh, I think you might be one of a kind in the world. Not only are you a limited partner, but you're also an agent. You're, you're president and founder of DRM Sports, and you represent a lot of these players. So how can you be an owner and an agent at the same time? Isn't that a conflict? Well, that was a big, big question. And um, uh, Gene Orza, who was the number two guy in the Players Association when Don Fear was the head, um, finally certified me, uh, knew that I really had very little say in what was going to happen with the Yankees and thought my integrity was good enough to handle this. And I got a lot of pushback initially, but I have made sure the two do not are not a conflict of interest. Um, anytime there's a negotiation with the Yankees, I let Mike Moy uh, uh, do, the, do the negotiating. Uh, I joined my firm with Mike a number of years ago, Moy Sports, and uh, uh, Mike is a wonderful Christian believer good friend. And so that's, that's how we, we handle it. Who are some of the Yankee players that you've represented either now or previously? Uh, Austin Romine was uh, one of my guys from the very beginning. Uh, he's now actually playing for the Cardinals. Um, one of Mike's guys was Lance Berkman who played briefly for the Yankees. Um, and I got a couple of guys in the minor leagues right now. Uh, but that's that's pretty much it. Moving from your kind of your current role as a an agent, also limited owner. Oh, look, look, I, wait a minute! I was remiss. I I I I, I forgot Jeff Carstens, who uh, pitched for the Yankees and the Pirates and uh, had a really good career. So Jeff, I'm, I I apologize for leaving you out. There. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff, and uh, had a chance to meet Lance Berkman once. He he's got to be one of the funnier guys that you represented it, if not all of baseball. Lance is hilarious and also a, a, a great uh, follower of Christ. Well, let's go back to your story. You grew up in uh, New York city, Manhattan. You were a pretty uh, standout baseball player. You had, didn't you have a couple offers to play professionally? I did. I had a couple of offers, a couple of contract offers out of prep school and a full ride at Arizona state. And I tore everything in my knee. Uh, halfway through my senior year in prep school. And that, that, that sort of took care of my baseball career because back then they didn't have the surgery they have now. So that so was it for I've, your I've, career. Yeah, I've actually had uh, eight knee surgeries on the right one and two on the left. And I, at some point I need a new knee, but as long as I can get around the golf course, I'm, I'm putting it off. Well, then you went on to graduate from uh, Franklin and Marshall down in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, not too far from where I am. If I remember right, a mutual friend introduced you to George Steinbrenner. And then did he give you, he made you two offers that you uh, actually rejected? Yeah, George did offer me a job of managing the Fort Lauderdale team or being the GM at Syracuse. I just finally realized that George was great to have as a friend, but working for him was probably not going to be in my best long-term health interests. So you kept the friendship alive by refusing to work. I, 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 I did. I did. It was a good choice. So then you end up working for your, your family business. I think your dad, right, was a fabric or textile. Yes, that's correct. Did that for 11 years. Um, then in 1984, 
Um, I opened a sports bar in New York called the Sporting Club. Um, had no idea what I was getting myself into. It was, it was relatively large for a New York City restaurant. It was 6,000 square feet. It was in Tribeca. And it quick, quickly became the hottest place in the city. I mean, every athlete was there. Um, it, was, it was quite an experience, but it was also costly to me in my marriage. Yeah, speaking of your marriage, let's uh, talk about that. You met this nice girl and living in the same building as you in New York City. And you mentioned, uh, what, the second date? First date, I'm not sure where you went, but the second date, you took her to a Rangers game. Is that correct? I did. I took her to a Rangers game and I took her to the 21 Club for dinner. Um, and uh, so I, I, try, I tried to do it right immediately. So the good thing is Vicky was interested in sports. If not, that would have been uh, no second date, apparently. Well, I, you know, I don't know how much she was interested in sports at the time, but she at least seemed to be. Well, she played it right. So you popped the question right before a Yankees-Red Sox game. I did. I did. And she said yes, and off to the game we went. Who, who won the game? I, 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 don't, I, I don't remember, but I, it's, it, was, it was all a blur, I think. Uh, you were married after that whirlwind uh, uh, time of dating, uh, February 4th, 1977. And uh, you you got married in New York City. And then was it that night that you flew to Los Angeles? It is. Uh, we flew to L.A. and um, spent our honeymoon out there. And then at the end of the honeymoon, uh, we actually flew from uh, L.A. back to uh, Florida and spent the last three or four days at, uh, at George's farm in Ocala with George. So, so Bill and Vicki Rose honeymooned not only at the Beverly Hills Hotel, but also with George Steinbrenner on his horse farm. That's a great That's story. Correct. That's correct. Somehow you're connected to the famous actor, Kirk Douglas. And did he, he gave you the hotel room that night? What's the story he, behind that? He did. Ann and Kirk were, were very close friend of my parents. And uh, Annie became like my second mom. Um, prior to Vicky, I went out with somebody for three years that lived in Beverly Hills. So I would stay at Ann and Kirk's house for like three weeks at a time. And uh, it was, it was funny. They, they were so nice and uh, just really a second set of parents to me. Um, and that's why my son is named Douglas because they were his godparents. And um, so I asked Ann and Kirk if they would and told them I'd name my son Doug and and that's that's how it went down. Now, it sounds like a, a beautiful ceremony, incredible honeymoon, but marriage troubles were brewing uh, even from the start. Did, didn't you have second thoughts the day of the marriage or after you, you said yes? What, what's that story? You, I got to tell you, I think you know more about my life than I remember. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I yes, I did. And um, I remember going into my to my mom's room that morning and said, I don't think I could do this. And she sort of talked me into going ahead and doing it. And I remember sitting on the plane next to Vicky flying out to California. And I thought to myself, you know, what did I just do? It was, it got sort of scary. So it wasn't cold feet. It was kind of like, what, you know, did I make the right decision? Exactly. Obviously marriage troubles were brewing and a lot of it came from your career at the sporting club, right? It, it did. Um, there were women and drugs all over the place. And I succumbed to both. Uh, I kind of read my own press. There was a big three-page, four-page spread in GQ done on me. It's called Jocks on the Rocks, uh, where, this, where the cheering never stops. And uh, that certainly didn't hurt my social life. 
Vicki and I separated in 1986 and um, I was doing copious amounts of cocaine back then. And, and uh, it was, it was just bad. I mean, literally I, I probably should have been dead. Um, and then in, uh, during that time we were separated. Um, remember Vicki and I were both Jewish and uh, we both grew up in the city. Uh, but during the time we were separated, um, she was invited to a dinner given by Nancy DeMoss. And uh, at that dinner, she heard um, the gospel and uh, she accepted, uh, she prayed to receive Christ at this dinner. And she was then telling me um, that I should do this, that if I didn't believe what she believed, we were all perishing, going to hell. And I thought she was crazy. But um, eventually, um, probably two and a half years later, after this whole thing in 1991, or it was December of 90, that I also prayed to receive Christ at a small dinner also given uh, at the DeMoss house. And Vicki and I started to put our marriage back together after five and a half years of separation. And during that time, the five and a half years of separation, you have two young kids at home, right? The kids are living with Vicki at the time? Right, they are. I would come visit like once a week and bring them dinner. So you're, you're doing Coke and vodka. There's anger, addiction affairs. And um, you're living with another woman at the time, right? Just a few blocks away from where Vicki and the kids are. That's correct. What, what was it about that invitation to the DeMoss house? What spurred you to go? I, I, I had gone to a couple other dinners. She invited me to, um, I met a guy at a baseball chapel named Bobby Richardson, who was my hero growing up. And uh, Bobby played second base for the Yankees and led off and was the MVP of the World Series in 1960, I believe it was, when we lost to the Pirates. And um, I think he was the only MVP of a losing team. Um, and um, I went to hear Bobby uh, speak at a baseball chapel luncheon and Bobby came back to the sporting club with me and uh, prayed for me and talked to me, but I still wasn't ready at that time to accept Jesus into my life. But it was really through your childhood hero that at least started the process or planted the seeds of your salvation. There, there were so many seeds being planted in those, in those uh, two and a half years between when Vicki accepted Jesus and to when I did, um, that it was finally at that dinner at the DeMoss house that I realized uh, I just, I needed something else. And I just, I turned to Christ and uh, didn't know what I was getting myself into, had no clue what I was doing, but it just, it just seemed like the, it was time. It was the right thing to do. It's great to hear God's grace. It's amazing. You think we just studied in our own uh, chapel here in Scranton, the life of Solomon. And you think about all the pleasure, all the woman, all the wealth and accomplishments that Solomon had at his fingertips, but yet he looks back and says, you know, all of those are vanity. And in one sense, you and Vicky had the, the, the money, the power, the fame, wine, woman, and song, but yet you found that, em and that emptiness. It, it, and it was empty. I know it, Vicky recounts in the book, um, your children praying, you know, Courtney and Doug praying for you, your salvation. Then even after you became a Christian, you were still separated, but praying that daddy would come home. 
And on December 10th, 1991, you finally returned home, as you mentioned, five and a half years after uh, leaving the first time. And uh, tell us about what Douglas, that story that Douglas wrote uh, at school that kind of sum- summarizes uh, your story. Yeah, I think Dougie was age 10 at the time, and he wrote a paper for school, which which said uh, the the greatest day in his life was when he came home and he saw daddy's suitcases in, in the hallway. And uh, Courtney said to Vicky, mommy, you know, God can do anything. And Vicky said, well, that's true, honey, but what do you mean? He says, well, if God can bring daddy home, which was never going to happen, he can do anything. And I was coming out of an eight-year-old child's mouth. It's amazing. I, I look at your life. Obviously, you grew up a Yankee fan, idolizing Bobby Richardson. You end up becoming a limited partner to this day of the New York Yankees. Your life with Vicky is intertwined with the Yankees, you know, dating. You went to all those games. And now, fast forward, you and Vicky are back together. I, I'm sure there was counseling and rehab that was involved in that. But Vicky is, uh, up until recently, had been conducting ladies' Bible studies for the wives and girlfriends, fiancés of the Yankee players and coaches. And so it's just neat, neat to see how that kind of the, the Yankee thread runs through your life. But more importantly, the, the grace of God bringing you back together, keeping you both together is t- just truly remarkable. Yeah, she did that for either six or eight years. I forget which. Um, and now that we're not living in New York, uh, obviously we can't do it. But we're splitting time between Charlotte and Fort Lauderdale. And uh, she is actually doing the Charlotte Knights, the AAA team of the White Sox Bible study. Several years ago, back in 2014, Vicki uh, basically wrote her story and your story, Bill, in a great book published by Moody Press. It's called Every Reason to Leave and Why We Chose to Stay Together. And after reading that book, like, man, if anyone had cause for a divorce, it was Vicki Rose. But yet she knew there was, there was a, a glimmer of hope that God could, could do miracles, and she experienced that. So that, to me, it's a great book. If you enjoy uh, kind of the Yankee side of it, it's a great read. But if you enjoy seeing God bring two people together, and despite the, the addictions and uh, the struggles of marriage and the separation, God's still working. So it, it's a great encouragement uh, if you read that book. I, yeah, I, I just want to – I'd like to tell you, Paul, that um... – We've been married now 45 years, and um, we just went on a great trip to Israel and Venice, and we had uh, both our kids with their spouses with us. Tonight, we have all our grandchildren coming for dinner with with our two kids and their spouses, so we got everybody together. Um, And after 45 years of marriage, I am more in love with my wife right now than I've ever been. And so, yeah, God, God is a God of miracles. And um, we, we really are, are an example because um, uh, I just, you know, my life right now is in such a great place. My relationship with my wife is incredible and uh, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. In the dedication of the book, Vicki writes this. She says to Billy, for your perseverance in our marriage for your love of God, for loving me forever and always, for becoming my best friend and for loving our children and grands. You make my black and white life an adventure in living color 
I love you forever. And then knowing all that you've been through, we just touched on it briefly, but all that you put her through, uh, and, uh, for five and a half years, it's just truly a remarkable gift of God. And I love the fact God is a God of second chances. So if there's anyone listening to this, that's, Hey, marriage is over, man. I say, listen to this podcast again, get the book, uh, Vicki Rose. I forget her webpage. Is it VickiRose.com? It is. She has a great little video there, about a 10 minute video, kind of talking about her story of, uh, uh, meeting Bill and, uh, the marriage, the separation, but God's grace bring them back together. So it's a great reminder that God can still restore broken relationships and uh, addictions. It, it wasn't your journey wasn't uh, even after you got back together. It wasn't you know all uh, sunshine and roses. I'm sure you, you still had counseling. You did rehab. Well, what advice or what encouragement can you give to someone that has struggled with whether it's alcohol or drug addiction? Yeah, first of all, at Vicky's website, I think it's VickyRoseNYC.com. Okay, VickyRoseNYC.com. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's, I, I think my advice is just keep persevering. And, and um, God promises to never leave or forsake us. And clearly he did not. Um, and it's not easy. But God doesn't promise easy. Um, and sometimes hard is good. And uh, it's the hard that, that we went through that has made our marriage what it is today. And um, um, I mean, without that, we wouldn't be where we are now. So it's all worth it. Right. I look at the pictures. I saw some of your pictures from the Israel trip and just seeing your two kids, uh, you know, Doug and Courtney and just enjoying the Holy land. I mean, just think, man, if you kind of never came to faith in Christ, where would you both be? But to see you both entire family in the Holy land and uh, doing life together, you, you and Vicki do a lot of speaking and sharing your story. You, you guys have been on focus on the family. You've been on Nancy Lee DeMoss, uh, revive our hearts. I think 700 club CBN. So it's great that you are not not embarrassed by your past, but that you're, but yet you're sharing in a, in a very vulnerable, authentic way, especially in the book, all that you've been through the good, the bad, the ugly to encourage others. I, I think it's great that you're using your platform uh, to do that. Thank you, Paul. You're still connected with baseball on kind of a ministry side. Uh, there's a ministry called pro athletes outreach. And every year they put on a, a great conference combination of a Bible conference and a marriage enrichment type of conference. And, you and Vicky have been active in that. I think, are you still board members or former? We are. We are. We're still board members. Um, it's an incredible, I mean, for any uh, ball players or wives listening out there, PAO is an incredible ministry and it was, it helped save our marriage as well. Um, and there's a baseball one and a football one. Um, and it's, you have major league players and their wives. You got minor league players and their wives. You got single players, um, and everyone wants to um, get closer to God. They teach about marriage, finances. Um, there's just so much um, that um, goes on there that I recommend it highly to to anybody. And we do it in incredible locations. We're, we're with Bill Rose, limited partner of the uh, New York Yankees, and uh, sharing his story. 
Uh, if you like or subscribe, we'd love to have you share this uh, podcast with anyone else that's listening out today. But Bill, what just in wrapping things up, what, what has God been teaching you recently? Um, really that what, what I've learned now is contentment. And contentment brings the greatest joy. And you can be content in any circumstance. Um, now it happens that right now, um, I'm in a beautiful place in life with my wife and my family. Um, but I'm learning how to be, to content in everything. Um, we, we just sold our apartment in New York and this is the first time in my life. I've never had an apartment in New York. Um, and it feels great. Um, it really, it really it really does. I mean, I'm going in tomorrow and I'm staying in a hotel. Never did that before. So there's all sorts of new things, but um, um, I think if you learn how to be content in every place that your life takes you, um, you're able to really see the work of God much more clearly. Well, I've appreciated uh, you and Vicki, your friendship and encouragement. I know my wife and Vicki have been doing some Bible studies together. So it's neat to do kind of ministry in that sense uh, together and see our wives flourish and excel in that way. So, but Bill, it's been great. I, I do appreciate your, your authenticity and sharing your story. And, and to me, it's just a reminder of man, God's grace in our lives. And uh, like I said, if anyone's out there kind of feeling hopeless with an addiction or with their marriage, man, don't give up, go to God, go to a trusted counselor or pastor, but, um, and if it, not to sell the book, but it's a great book. Every reason to leave and why we chose to stay together by Vicki Rose. Hey, thanks, Bill. Are you going to get any, going to get to any games this week? Yeah, I'm going tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That was a dumb question. I should have asked how many games are you going to? <laughs> Everyone. That's great. Everyone. And my son's coming in on Tuesday, so he'll go to the last two with me. Are your kids as diehard into baseball as you, or is that not real? Not quite. But my daughter is almost more than my son. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think many years ago, you know, I mean, many years ago, it was a way to connect to dad. And so she became a huge Yankee fan. She she texts me four or five times during every game. Uh, that's great. Well, you raised her right. You raised your kids right. You, they're Yankee fans and followers of Christ. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you taking the time. Any Bill, any final uh, comments before we say goodbye? No, I just, just, just remember that God will never leave or forsake you and you can hang on tight. Amen to that. Bill Rose has been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us on the post game with Paul Golden podcast. And we'll, we'll see you soon and, and go Yankees. Yeah. Thanks Paul. We trust you were encouraged by this conversation with Bill Rose. If you enjoyed it, we'd ask that you subscribe to the post game with Paul Golden podcast. This way you'll never miss an upcoming episode. And while you're at it, Share this podcast with that sports fan that you know. To help with the expenses of this unique sports and faith podcast, you can donate online at our website, paulgolden.org. That's paulgolden.org. Thanks again for joining us for Post Game with Paul Golden. <laughs>